0: Yar Yarmir Yager, kids. maybe?
1: Yarmir Yager Yassiel no, was Puig. Wasn't
0: he? Yassiel Puig. Yassiel,
1: Yassiel Puig.
0: Pui. 68 si- Which one's Yager? I think Yager 68. Right, that sounds right.
1: Anyways, pick up sticks. I'm Trey, joined as always by Cam talking right. about gentlemen. Good. And take a sip of my tasty beverage. Um March Madness is is over, and big loser Cam, the greatest uh, NCAA men's team of all time, loses in the championship. We'll talk more about it later, but uh, there's a loser there. Just ready to say that. Um, Tucker, loser, UCLA. Uh, I said Final Four. You said Final Four. Fine, I'll allow it. Winner, Tucker, Final Four. Boo, uh, loser. Um. Any others winners and losers? I did not do a poll. I forgot to do a poll. Uh, Um, me. We're all losers. None of us picked Baylor. Oh, winner, my mother. Yep, let's break down the bracket. Winners and losers in the bracket. Uh, So tough. The big winner, Jackie McNinch, Tucker's mom, with a total of 1270. It beat all of my
2: 10th. Fourteen brackets that I made. My brother and my mom both beat all of my
1: brackets. In second place, Lindsey, Cam's girlfriend, with 1050. How how you feeling about that, Cam? How's she feeling?
3: She was very indifferent about it. She didn't really care too much. She's like, yeah, Did he I was very excited. Yeah, I, I forgot to ask you. I needed
1: a, like an official statement from Jackie on winning.
2: Yeah, no, she even watched the game. She took a nap in the middle of the game na- day so that she could watch the entirety of the game. Text, text her and get an official official press release from her. Uh,
1: she's she's dead asleep. It's 10 okay. past seven o'clock. Uh, and <laughs> third, the first of the podcasters, Tucker, uh, with nine ten. Does that make me the winner? Technically, the winner of amongst us, oh. amongst the losers, Just an honor. Next was Christina with 840. Uh, I was surprised with Christina. She jumped up and down this entire time, and, you know, I'm, I'm, she's pretty happy with a fourth place finish, we'll so say that much. She was very, she was asking me every day how she was doing. In fifth, Linnea. So, Bill, any any words from Linnea? Uh,
0: no. I haven't talked to her.
1: Alright, Linnea, <laughs> let her know. Fifth place. Sixth, Dylan. Bill, seven, ten points. Good enough for sixth place. Finish behind the ladies.
0: I'll take sec and, um, I'll take second out of the boys,
3: though.
1: Second out of the boys. Uh, yeah, third out of the boys. Blue- proving that we have no idea what we're talking about. Third out of the boys in seventh place was myself. An absolute miserable bracket. <laughs> I mean, just utter disgusting, <laughs> terrible bracket, but not as terrible as our eighth place finisher
3: and bracketology king, Cam Ab. Cam wasn't your year i think no it never is it never is i haven't won since i was gambling with straight cash and paper brackets in middle school that was the best way to do it ever since this online stuff came in it's just been ruining my mind where i look stuff up paper brackets you know i just look at the team what looks good write it down in pen can't change it i think that's the way i got to do it next year no more online espn brackets so you gave us a prediction uh
1: this year, how, do, how are you going to do next year? How's your bracket going to look at the end? I'm going to have a perfect bracket next year. I decided <laughs> um, I decided early that
3: I'm going to go about it this way next year. I'm not going to watch a single game until the first game of March Madness. not a single game unless it's on in the room next to me or something. Um, I can't. I'm not going to look at any scores. I'm going to go by the team and the team history and who I think might be – good that year and i'm just gonna send it that's that's it i think that's a better strategy but i will let you know that it was my strategy this year
1: and i came in one spot above you by two games so better than me so all right well uh big big winner i guess it's jackie but tucker little winner uh for beating the boys in the bracket um so ways takes. i got a waste to take i couldn't really come up with one so i started thinking about you know what I usually think about Boston sports, if I have to, if I'm in a spot. I almost did a baseball take, but I'm not gonna.
3: Um,
1: we haven't even touched on opening day, by the way. We haven't even talked about that, but. Um, you look at the four coaches in Boston. You got Belichick, you got Stevens, you got, uh, Cassidy, and you got Cora. And you look at their resumes. So, Belichick, obviously, six championships, eight total championships, not, in, not including the ones outside of New England. Uh, perennial, uh, you know, challenger in his team. Um, built some great players, coached up some great players. Just probably the greatest head coach of all time. Uh, so he's easy slated in a number one. Number two is tough for me. Number two, because you got three coaches who it kind of a nah. I'm going to go with Cora, because he has won a championship. Um, he's a... He's a team, he can coach, the reason I think he's a good coach is because he relates to his players, he gets the most out of his players, they like him. Uh, even, he might be a cheater, but we don't really care, Belichick's a cheater and he's still number one. So, um, number three, going to be Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy has taken his team to a Stanley Cup final, uh, he gets the most out of his boys, you know, he's he's not afraid to call out players when they're not playing well, did it very recently with, I don't remember who it was, do you know who it was, Bill?
0: He calls out Jake DeBrusque every year, all year long. And he yeah, calls Jake out – <laughs> last week he called out the top line for not performing. And the next game they scored like five goals combined. So,
1: Gets the most out of his players. He's a good motivator. So that means the worst coach in Boston is Brad Stevens. That's my take. The worst coach in Boston, Brad Stevens. Everybody says Brad Stevens is this whiz kid. Came in here, started winning right away. He, never he never like that. T- he, he, he really he hasn't done anything. He's made it to now three – three or four conference championships championships, never been able to get to the finals. Um, he has guys that seem just like they want to, to me, when I watch Celtics, which isn't that often, I'll admit not that often, but when I do, it seems like they don't want to listen to a thing he says. Um, he's not relatable. He's, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of guys who are, you know, hip and cool and, and with the times very much like that Gen Z type of person. And he's just this white guy from Indiana. Um, you got a bunch of like guys from cities, and he's not from a city, and he's just kind of from the middle of nowhere. Um, he's kind of a mousy guy, kind of quiet. Seems like you know. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a bad coach, and I don't think he's needs to be fired. But he is the worst coach in Boston. and That's my take. Dale, you were nodding along and shaking your head the whole time. So what do you got to say?
0: Yeah, so um, I think you're, you're kind of stacked against you when you're in the NBA if you're trying to compare between sports. Cause the head coach in basketball like they don't really do much in nothing. Um like the team on the court is who's playing the game. You obviously. You could say that about other sports, but I don't I don't often see like major strategy coming from the the bench. I mean I like Every team LeBron's been on, he's been the coach of the team, essentially. You could probably stick a cardboard cutout, and they'd do just a good enough job. So, stacked against him, but like you said, he just has nothing really to show. Um, and I think that's part of the league, too, because they the Celtics really haven't had that team that's going to just make it to the finals. <laughs> um, but yeah, in ter- I agree, because in terms of resume, and it seems like people don't really care so much about what he has to say, so... Yep, I agree.
1: Tucker?
2: Uh, this is hard for me due to the fact of how little I know about the Bruins, but um, he's definitely at least third on my list of the three major sports I watch. Uh, I just don't see a case for him being above Cora or Belichick. I think it's Belichick and then like, a huge gap, then Cora, then I agree. a slightly smaller gap, and then Brad Stevens and Cassidy. I don't really know where Cassidy falls on the list, honestly. For me, uh, I'll know once playoff hockey comes around because that's when I'm going to start watching it this year. I've decided I'm going to be a playoff hockey fan, so I'm excited for that. But, yeah, until I see Cassidy in the playoffs this year, I won't know.
3: Cameron, any thoughts? So I don't know much about Boston sports either as well. um. Here's the thing about basketball. I'll break it down to Brad Stevens specifically. I'm gonna disagree. I actually think he's one of the few good coaches in the league. Like Dylan. Well I'm not
0: said, saying that. Um, okay. He Trey's no, not no, saying no. that.
3: Yeah. No, 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 okay. All right. But I'm breaking down specifically to Brad Stevens. Okay. I don't think necessarily him not winning a championship in the NBA or making a championship just by making it to the NBA finals three four times whatever it was in the playoffs almost every year if not every year um i don't think that makes him the worst coach in boston i think he's actually one of the only coaches kind of left in the league who really coaches i think like dylan said it's a player's kind of coaching league when it comes to lebron and the super teams where who's the nets head coach jason Kidd. john uh, no steve nash steve nash that's what i meant same person um Just because they're probably going to win a championship or go to the championship, and just because LeBron is going to win a championship and go to the championship doesn't mean that they have a a really good head coach. So I think that give the Celtics a different head coach, I don't think anyone would change, anything would change if they'd probably even be worse. Because drafting Tatum won, nobody really liked the pick, I don't think. That was Danny Ames. That wasn't Brad Stevens. Okay. Still the coach. Still the coach. Regardless, I think Danny Inge is great, but I think Brad Stevens is is a good coach. And I think, yeah, he has some good players and they probably should be better, but it's kind of tough in this league. So I don't know how to compare the Boston sports, but I don't think that saying that he hasn't won a championship or made a championship puts him automatically negates him from the conversation.
1: My whole thing is. Yes, I understand. Like if if, if the Bruin, I mean, if the Celtics had elite elite talent, then they wouldn't need the guy to step up. They need him to step up because they don't have they have one elite player, then they have a bunch of middlers and some terrible players. And if th- that's when the coaching can make a difference, that's when your coaching can come out and show that you're the better coach team, that you have better fundamentals, that you run the right plays, uh, you get open looks to guys instead of just being playing hero ball like everybody else does in the league. And he doesn't seem to get that that out of them. They just kind of play how they play, and he's just kind of there to me. Um, And that's why there's always rumors
3: of him. Go ahead. I don't think they've had a – at least this year, I don't think they've had a a complete starting lineup in the past month or two. So that's that's tough. All I'm saying is it seems like at this point the only thing that a head coach in the NBA can do is just get better – players, and I don't think that coaching them as hard as you can and making them, you know, even the Spurs were kind of a super team, even though they're the most fundamental team ever, and they had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Monta Ginobili, even Kawhi Leonard at one point, and they only won two. I mean, there's only so much you could do uh, uh, outside of, you know, just getting better players, so, I don't know, I wouldn't give them a bad rap.
1: All right. I am wearing my Celtics shirt. So, um who's next? Uh, I
2: can go. All right, shoot. Um there's been a lot of talks in the draft this week. Obviously the 49 is coming up and all but confirming that they're taking Mac Jones with the 3rd overall pick. Uh we basically know at this point we winner. I I'm, I'm going to say that we basically know uh the top three picks of the draft. I mean, unless something crazy happens, I think we all know what's going to happen those top three picks. So my take is that if I'm Justin Fields, I'm pissed off. I was like the consensus number two guy. Everyone agreed. And I'm slowly falling down every draft board. He's winning rookie of the year this year. Absolutely. I think he falls to a team, maybe falls to the Patriots, which I fucking love. But uh, also... Could- everywhere. What? This is like 15 takes in one. Yeah, game. okay.
1: Justin Fields is going to win Rookie of the Year. That's my that's take. That's the take? Okay. That's my take. I thought the take was going to be Justin Fields is mad, and I was about to say... Jesus. No, no, that's too soft. Trey. Uh, do, you have, do you have anything else on it, or...? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, just,
2: well, my one thing is that I think he's going to go to a team in a better situation. He could fall to someone like the Patriots, or he might go to someone like the Broncos. Teams that are ready to compete right now. And I think that Justin Fields is going to be hugely benefited by this entire scenario. And I'm excited. Go, Justin. Yeah.
1: Cam's jumping at the bit.
3: Chomping at the bit. All right, let's. Let's start somewhere. One, I don't know where you're reading that Mac Jones is all but. Yeah, did, for, do you have
1: a do you have a source, Tucker? It's, it's Leach like,
3: Report
2: confirmed it. Adam Schefter said it today. Adam Schefter the said it on a podcast today that um they're taking Mac Jones at three. Winner,
1: winner, told
3: y'all. When, I told when. y'all. Today five hours ago it was five hours ago it was it was Justin Fields is is the prime candidate despite anyone saying anything I told you all they were taking Mac Jones and you scoffed they won't John Lynch makes the decisions and John Lynch said that he he doesn't want a pocket passer type yeah no
2: I I yeah no Cam that's like the Whole thing
3: right now is Schefter's been saying that he's going at three. All right, I don't agree. It's not a winner yet. If it does happen, maybe. Next point. Um, I don't hate the Justin Fields winning the Rookie of the Year. Um, I just don't think that either of the teams that you mentioned will give him the opportunity to do that. You said a team ready to win now. Okay, the Broncos are in shambles. They are not good offensively or defensively. They I don't think they have, have good pieces offensively. They have Cortland Sutton and they Jerry have, Judy. Jerry Judy, all right, yeah, that doesn't make your team with two guys that are consistently injured and only they played three years combined in the league. Second. Uh,
2: and they got Melvin Gordon on that team. That I don't think they're bringing back Philip Lindsay, but I mean, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy is not a bad team to build for a rookie to come into. It's better than what they're getting in Jacksonville. They're, it's better than what they're getting in the New York Jets.
3: Okay. Fine. Let's say he goes to the Broncos. I don't think that'll happen. They're in the hardest division in the NFL, except the NFC West. Um, they're not going to be able to win games. going to play tough defenses. Second, um, if he goes to the Patriots, same deal. Um, they still don't have a ton of receivers that, Except for those two tight ends, I don't think you're winning a Rookie of the Year by throwing to guys five yards down the field. Aguilar, maybe he breaks out and just has an unreal season with Justin Fields and they hit it off. Um, I think he could win if he happens to fall. Don't know where exactly, to be honest with you, because I don't think that he will fall. Um, I still think he's going to go to number three. Uh, I think it's kind of a toss-up. Because the rookie of the year is usually a running back or a quarterback. And it's if it's a quarterback, they're all kind of playing for bad teams except the Niners. And the Niners still don't even have that many weapons outside of Debo and Kittle, So it's kind of a toss-up. It's very possible. I'd like to see it happen. I like Fields.
1: I am vindicated. Do you remember how much crap everybody gave me when I said Mac Jones third to the Niners? It doesn't make it any less stupid, Trey. I told y'all. I it, told y'all. It doesn't I make told this y'all.
2: take any less stupid. It it's makes my, me happy as the guy picking. Dylan, Finn. write it
1: down. Take of the year candidate. Right there. Mac he Jones. 49ers. Right really? um, all right. No, Justin Fields not going to win uh, rookie of the year because he's not that good a thrower. Um, can't hit flat routes. Uh, it's going to cost him. Uh, I don't want him in New England and Mac right. Jones. I don't know if I've made my, have I made my rookie of the year pick yet? Oh, did I say Rondell Moore? I think I said, no, I, I didn't say Roy. I said that he, the Patriots had drafted him, but, um, I don't have my, I'm not, I'm not ready for my rookie of the year candidate yet, but
3: you said it's not, you didn't say rookie of the year. You just said Mac Jones will be the first quarterback in the draft to win a playoff game. Oh, looks like that one's shaping up too. So
2: they're also saying they're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Yeah, so. until he gets hurt
1: again. So, so.
3: Um, oh
2: wait, <laughs> but I thought being injury injury prone wasn't a big deal. He's not actually injury prone. It's just so it, funny it's a bi- it's how your take deal. changes
1: on Jimmy no, Garoppolo. It's, whether it's a or big or not deal, he, it's a big deal. But he's still better than Cam Newton. That's why I want him. It's not that hard to understand. Um. So, Just Fields. Stinky, stinky doo-doo. He's not going to be good in the league. Uh, bad take. And I'm a winner. I feel so good about being a winner. Uh, Dylan, go ahead.
0: Um, I agree with you, Trey. I was on your side when you said that he was going to get drafted third. Um, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Um... But I think uh, what's his face? <sighs> Who's the guy going number two?
1: Warfield. Wilson.
0: No, I never mind. Anyway, I don't think he's getting rookie. I don't think any of these any of these uh, quarterbacks are getting rookie of the year. All it right. never pans out.
3: All right. Um, who is next? I'll go because I have a draft take as well. Um, it's been it's been rumored that the Falcons are very open to trading the number four slot. Um, I think they will absolutely do this. Uh, it's going to be three quarterbacks taken ahead of them. After three quarterbacks are gone, you kind of have to choose between the last two, and you never want to be put in that situation at four. Um, and then you got Kyle Pitts on the board, who. You know, you, you don't really need him. You have Julio, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst didn't do terrible last year. He already voiced his concerns with the possibility. I think that they need picks. So I think that the Falcons will trade, and I think they'll trade it to the Jags. I think the Jags keep the number one pick, obviously. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And then the Jags now have probably they're – they're good for a top ten pick usually. Um, maybe it changes with Trevor Lawrence. So, not right away. Year, yeah, right. So, next year they'll have a good pick. They'll give away their first next year. They'll give away their second first this year, which is the 25th pick. And then they have a 33rd pick because they have the first pick in the second round. I don't know the exact, um, you know, picks that they have. They'll find a way to make it work. They have an excess of picks this year. They have a lot of cap space. They, you know, need to go out and find players now for Trevor Lawrence before he downgrades. And I think the Jags get the number one pick, and then they trade for the number four pick, and they take Kyle Pitts um, and give somebody for Trevor to throw to right away. Uh, if they can light it up during the off season, straight out of college. Um, he's not a big blocker, but the Jags, they they're kind of all over the place. And if you're going to build something you're building around your quarterback, you might as well just – just go all in for him. I say they trade for the fourth pick and they take Kyle Pitts at four.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know how possible it is. It's, that's a lot of... When you get a young quarterback, you kind of need to be ready to build going forward. Uh, so to mortgage your future for... I mean, they... Even if Trevor Lawrence goes out and wins Rookie of the Year, they're not going to do any better than maybe a wild card spot at best if he falls the hell out. Um, so... I mean, you're not winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. you got to wait for the development. So I think it's a bad move um, to try to do this, but I could totally see them doing it. And I I think it's an interesting take, Cam, and I like it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and disagree, because I don't think think it's going to happen, but I like the take. Uh, Tucker?
2: Yeah, I'm in a similar uh, feel of I like it, but I don't think it'll happen. Um, It just, I wouldn't mortgage the future on this. I mean don't get me wrong I think Kyle Pitts is a generational talent he might he's Go up gamers, there for me as a possible like I'm going to say it now I think he could be the future goat like and I'm not saying that like I that's hard for me to say uh but he's a generational talent but I'm not sure what they'd have to give for him if they they'd probably have to give a couple of firsts away and I just don't think when you're the Jaguars Giving away the 25th and then a possible top five pick next year. I don't know if you could do something like top five protected, but I think that's only NBA, right? I don't, um, I don't think there's any
1: protections. Yes. Yeah, so,
2: um, I just, unless you could find a way to know that you're not going to be giving away a top five pick, I just don't think it's worth it.
3: Giving well, it away too much on self. They're, they're betting on themselves with this pick. That's exactly yep. what. They could. I think there's going
2: to be guys available at
3: 26. Uh, they're
2: saying that. I mean, Rondell Moore will be available at 26. Probably be available
3: after that. series he's falling. But um, it's a shame. I, I know. Know. There's,
2: there's options in this year's draft. Can we get Rondell Moore on the show? Deep on uh, <laughs> receiver. Let's try and get someone. Let's just get. Let's try and like. Let's just start messaging just guys. Six rounder. rounders and try and get them on the podcast.
1: Um. All right, Bill.
0: Uh, I'm gonna have need Cam to say this again because it was Skippy and I was reading something.
3: So the Jaguars currently hold the first pick in the draft. Yes. The Falcons currently hold the fourth. The Falcons said, well, they didn't say, but there's a lot of rumors saying the Falcons are very open to trading. I think the Jaguars are going to drop Trevor Lawrence, and either before and after they do that, they're going to trade a bunch of picks away, a first next year, this year's 25th pick, uh, and whatever else it takes to get the fourth pick and draft Kyle Pitts tight end out of Florida.
0: Hmm. One and,
3: there's a team that had one and four. The last team to do it was the Browns. They drafted Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward.
0: Um, this is probably a colossal no for me uh, because – when you're in a team rebuild, you can't be trading away picks in the next year. Um even if you're getting another guy this year, you're you're just hindering yourself so much for the future after that. So I that seems like a terrible idea. That's my take.
1: All right, Dylan, not on board, but no. do you have a take for us still.
0: I do. Earlier this evening, Fernando Tatís Jr. went down to the ground um a swing, took a mighty hack on a curveball, busted his shoulder. Apparently he's been having shoulder problems problems since he said rookie ball, which is before like single A, right? So he's got shoulder problems. It's his left shoulder, it's not his throwing shoulder, but it's his power shoulder on a swing, he's a right handed hitter. Having a shoulder problem on your right on, on your power hitting shoulder sucks. I know, I've had it. I live with it every day. I hate my shoulder. It sucks. So, it having a, sh- a shoulder injury like that is so detrimental. And I'm gonna go out and say it. This is the first year of his 200 or 340 million dollar contract, 25 mil a year for 14 years. He's 22 years old. This is gonna go down as the worst signing in Major League Baseball history. This guy is gonna suck ass for the remainder of this season. And his shoulder's gonna be terrible. He's gonna get off season surgery and he's not gonna be back playing for like three years. And at that point he's gonna be making a hundred million dollars. And he's gonna have already made a hundred million dollars, and he's only gonna have played like ten games. So this is the begin uh, this is the beginning of the end for the San Diego Padres. Fernando Tatis is gonna make a killing. Three hundred and forty million, he's never gonna play baseball. He's done.
1: Alright. Um So I think The contract is bad. Um, I hadn't heard of him until like last year. I mean, I'm not like super locked into baseball all the time, but I hadn't heard of him until last year, and obviously he had a big year last year.
0: Um, He was a rookie last year. That's probably why.
1: Exactly. So why are they paying this much to a a rookie, to a a second-year guy? I mean, maybe see if he has some staying power in the league for a little bit. Guys get hot all the time. I mean, I was watching highlights the other day of, the last Red Sox World Series and Steve Pierce played unbelievably, and now he is, is he even in the league anymore. He's, he's you guys can get hot, you can get hot in baseball, and then you can get real, real cold and stay cold forever. Um, and I think that's a bad contract. I don't know if this is going to knock him out of the league or knock him or make him terrible. Well, the the, but
0: the, the thing is is maybe I'm over exaggerating, but that's why it's wasted it takes. So. I think he's going to significantly hinder his ability to hit and field. If this is a lingering injury with his shoulder, we know a guy by the name of Kevin Donati who played baseball at UAlbany, his junior year, did the same exact thing, and he wasn't able to finish that year. He tried to come back. He busted again, couldn't play his senior year, and now he's not playing baseball anymore. So this is a terrible injury, and I think people are downplaying it. That The, the, uh, uh, the Padres are... Like, oh, it's fine. It's just a slight labrum tear. Nobody's—we're just going to put him on the DL for ten days. So he'll be fine. Uh-uh, not going to be fine. This is this is bad news bears for this guy and this team, and all the money they're going to—they're spending on him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I—I I, I think it could become true. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not going to fully agree with it. I'm not going to fully disagree with it. But, uh, yeah, it certainly could could happen. Um, Tucker, any thoughts? uh yeah
2: i mean as the number one slam diego fan of wasted takes i am fully against this my reasoning absolutely nothing but um i've decided that slam diego is gonna be my second team this year so um not buying it fernando tatis is probably gonna win four mvps in his career uh so this is a great contract
0: you know uh, Manny Machado is the reason Dustin Troy is not playing anymore, right?
1: Yeah, Manny Machado is a scumbag, and he's on that team. So I'm a
3: Fernando Tatis, Slam Diego fan. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. Yeah, I am completely against this as well. I think this is stupid. He's going to come back stronger than ever. This is going to make his make it's his salary like middle aged. This is going to make it happen. This is going to make it worth it. And the reason being is that you disagreed with my take. That's the reason. <laughs> well, Tucker, baseball is weird like that, though. You can, ha-
1: like, look at, like, Pejora a perfect example. He gets cleated, and four years later, he has played five games, and he's out of the league. I mean, I just swung with Dylan this weekend, and I'm still sore. Like, these, it. it, it you can have these injuries that just nag you forever in baseball and never get better. They're just Cause, so like minor.
0: Because this is an injury that he's been having since rookie ball. This is like this is like a four year old injury, and it finally is coming to a head. Um, I mean, I, I I talked about Kevin. I mean, my arm's all screwed up, and it's the same part on my on my front shoulder too. And like, it's been five years, and mine's not. It's the same as it was. And these things don't heal. It's just going to get worse, and he's going to get surgery, and then it's going to dislocate again. It's just the way that this thing works. When you get this injury, it lingers. It's bad. He's going to be a shell of himself, $340 million down the drain.
1: That's a hot take. I like it. I like the, I like the hot takes tonight. Good takes. All right. Uh, let's get into some subjects. March Madness, obviously. Uh, Final Four and the National Championship. Let's talk first about... The final four, nothing really to say on the Baylor-Houston game. It was a sleeper. Anybody got anything to say on it?
2: Uh, Yeah, no, I was just sad. I mean, for them to beat UCLA and then just get killed in the finals kind of just broke my heart. No, no. Uh, What are you talking about?
1: I'm talking about Baylor-Houston. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Baylor-Gonzaga. No, Baylor-Houston. Come on, man. It was a terrible game. Anybody got anything to say on that? I don't. No. Know. You
0: do? Houston coach is a fraud after the game. He was like, Yeah, I, I, we talked to the guys, and it was halftime. And I thought everybody was playing real well. And I was so proud of everybody for the way we had gotten to this point and everything. It's like, screw you. You're out there to win the game. It was like all being like, Oh, we concede, essentially. This guy's a bum.
1: That's not how you win championships. No. It doesn't surprise me they lost by a million. Okay, the, the best game of the tournament, uh, UCLA. Gonzaga, um, just tight the whole time. Uh, Obviously, the last possession comes down to Johnny Juzang, follows his shot, drives to the hole, Dill, to uh, tie the game up. Um, Follows his shot, gets the bound, puts it back up and in. You think, let's go overtime. This game's so good. Then Suggs, I don't even know his first name. Jalen. Jalen Suggs, down the floor. Prayer backboarding in i was watching with dylan uh and tucker and we were in shock i was i couldn't talk i was literally i was like what the hell that's that's the stuff you love about march madness right there but i mean great game tucker ucla perspective obviously you had some money on it you were not too pleased but what do you got what do you gotta say
2: yeah no it was pretty heartbreaking to watch but um Still, in regulation, they proved you why your take was bad
1: on um,
2: your whole drive-to-the-lane take.
0: Yep, exactly. Guess
2: what? They drive-to-the-lane charge ruins that whole thing. Thanks a lot for that. Um, His arm went down. Should have been a foul. The whole game's rigged. But um, in reality, it was one of those games that just was so great. I mean, it was a David versus Goliath, and David almost won. The fact that that team... That lost their best player to the G League, lost their third best player to ACL surgery, and still was up there competing, like, down the wire against one of the greatest teams in college basketball history it was just absolutely incredible. This will go down as, like, a top 10 all-time college basketball game,
1: at least March Madness was. I don't know how you could have been rooting for Gonzaga there. I if, don't know. I did. If, if I had him had in my bracket. It, if you didn't have money or your bracket didn't matter, which was me. And I was sitting there, just kind of as a just a watch, just a fan. And I was like, I want UCLA to win this game. Um, Dale, your reaction to the game and the final shot and such.
0: I was with Cam in this. Gonzaga uh, was going to win all the way. It was just bound to happen. Um, I thought that driving to the lane like that guy did. I thought the game was Drake, or, or at least we were going to overtime there. Um, after putting that bucket in. Uh, the three-point shot—that uh, just comes down to um, a team being too excited about what just happened to get into like any sort of defensive position. So when you saw Gonzaga get um, the ball out of bounds and then throw it, put it in put it in play, everybody was just standing around and just waiting for the clock to run down. Um, if anybody got in the way of, of a half a dribble, while the, the Gonzaga had the ball on their half of the court, that shot would have never gone up. So it was just like people are too excited about what just happened. Didn't get back in the defense.
1: I mean, he put a hand in his face.
0: No, 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 before that. Somebody.
2: Suggs also knew he was making that shot, which was the wildest thing, is that he started celebrating as soon as he put it up.
1: Cameron, uh, this was actually the game where your take died of the 10-point winners in every game, but uh, obviously they win the game, your thoughts on the, on the shot and everything that transpired. Yeah. So first half, uh,
3: can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Great. Crystal clear. All right. Yeah. So the first half I was bugging, I wanted Gonzaga, um, you know, to win by double digits, I also took them minus 14 and a half. And then second half, when I knew that wasn't going to happen, I started rooting for UCLA, but still in the back of my mind, like if Gonzaga wins, that's cool, too. I have them in my bracket. They'll look good. Um, so I was I was on both sides the whole way, which was great. It feels really good being in that position. Uh, I was excited when they the, the game tire, and then I was even more excited when they hit the game winner. That was the only highlight outside of Oral Roberts, which wasn't a highlight for me, um, of this tournament, really. Just the UCLA run, that buzzer beater, and Oral Roberts winning two games. This is Every other game was just so boring, in my opinion. Um, and this kind of didn't make up for it, but it gave us, you know, at least something this year. Um, I was excited. Um, all right.
1: So, coming off that, you, you, I mean, I think that that's what really, moving on to the national championship, uh, that's what really killed Gonzaga. I mean, you have such a emotional... Like high octane win that you think the whole time like like that's the game of the tournament like blah blah blah. Um, I think it ultimately hurt them. I mean I mean watching the Baylor the the Baylor Houston game the only thing I said after that was Baylor's really freaking good. And then obviously national championship starts off like a beating. I don't know what what it ended up being like twenty eight to eight or something like that something close to that twenty eight to nine to start it out. Um. And just Gonzaga really never looked into it. Um, they looked tired. They looked kind of broken down. Uh, a lot of turnovers. They usually don't turn the ball over that much. Um, and Baylor couldn't miss. I mean, <laughs> Baylor was just letting it go from three, couldn't miss, driving to the lane, getting wide open looks, getting back on D and, and, and getting down the floor on O. I mean, they, they looked unstoppable. Um, obviously, Gonzaga made a little push to try to get back in, but it was never really close. I want to get Cam's perspective on this game because Cam the whole time was doing pretzel brain mode. As soon as Gonzaga would hit a three, he said, Gonzaga's back in the game, they're going to win. And then Baylor would come down and like dunk and then get a stop on defense, and he's like, Baylor by 50. Couldn't decide, so probably two minutes left in the game who was going to win. But Cam,
3: what did you think? What was going through your brain? Uh, yeah, I put that into words, but the whole time my brain really said, Baylor's going to destroy them. You can kind of see it in the players' eyes. And these Gonzaga players are so used to being ahead that outside of that BYU game in their championship, conference championship, they had never faced anything like that. And they went down like 16-3 really early, and that was the end of it. They'd never had to come back from anything. Drew Timmy, who lit up probably the player of the tournament if they win that game, just was uh, an absolute <laughs> bump um they didn't box out anybody ever vital had like nine offensive rebounds i think they had almost 20 as a team um they just didn't have to they're not used to playing like that if you know and baylor took advantage of it and it's definitely an out coaching thing as well um the coach of gonzaga uh, i think like dylan said is a dweeb he can get good recruits he has the you know, some of the best players, but at the end of the day, it's it's like a fundamental type thing where your guys aren't boxing out and in the first half. They're lucky because they're skilled to be down by ten and a half, and your halftime speech was what? You guys are doing great. Keep it up. No, that ain't it. So um, I, I I kind of expected it not to go like that. I expected it to be a little bit closer, but um, I didn't put any money on it or anything. I was just kind of watching you know, I was playing poker, actually, during the whole game. I wasn't really even watching. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on the national championship?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a letdown. Um, when you have such a good Final Four game, and then these two teams that are thought to have been this, like, incredible matchup, the two best teams in the country, you just expected to come down to the wire. It never really felt like that. And, I mean, that's what happens. Sometimes a team gets hot and they're unstoppable, and that was Baylor, uh, last night they were just, they couldn't miss no matter where they were shooting from, so
1: that's just what happens sometimes. Uh, not anything
0: else? Yeah, I, uh, didn't watch the first half, I was out of the house, and then um, when I got back I was kinda half-watching the second half, and it was more fun, uh, getting Cam's updates than anything else. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like Camp said, when you're a team that has like never really been in the situation of losing, um, sometimes that is just the end of it. And if you're not, if your team's won every single game and you've never been exposed to that, I'm like Gonzaga. I'm not surprised that they kind of just packed it in a little bit and kind. It seemed like they folded a little bit. Um, so. Uh, baylor watching baylor throughout the tournament looking back and then thinking about the gonzaga games it did it did kind of seem like baylor was a more complete team a, a more uh fundamentally sound I, like i don't know what what it was exactly um, but you know a lot of people picked Baylor too even though everybody a lot of people had gonzaga so i mean good on baylor for like being really good, but also being the underdogs, because that's always puts a fire under people. So, uh, good on Baylor, right? Huh?
1: Yeah. So Baylor's your national champion. March Madness is over, and a point of contention now, because as soon as March Madness ended, Cam sent a text in the group chat saying draft season, and Tucker countered with master season. So, Tucker, nobody agrees with you. I don't think. Maybe Dylan does. Cam and I certainly don't agree with you. We say draft season, but give, give me your Masters minute. What are you looking forward to in the Masters this year since you're such a big Masters guy?
2: Yeah, uh, looking forward to a lot. Obviously, there's the return of Justin Speeth. Brooks Kepka has been a huge question mark all year, being a great player in these types of tournaments. Um, you know, you got the Bryson DeChambeau. He's the hot guy on the street. I hate him with a passion. I think everyone does. It's just got big forearms and drives ball
1: four hundred yards. So, um who's Justin Speed?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you said Justin Speed. Oh, uh, who is that? What? Who is Justin Speed? Okay, I can't man? hear you. I love the Masters. Let's talk and about no. The it's
2: just it's Masters. See, then that's like disrespecting the Stanley Cup. Just being like, oh, on to the next event. The Stanley Cup doesn't count. <clears throat> The Masters is a sporting I said event. said Jordan Speeds,
1: by the way. Run it back. You said Justin. Uh, Masters is definitely an important sporting event. I couldn't care less about it. Tiger's not playing in it. Um,
0: what? So, what happened?
1: Oh, come on, man. Too soon. Um, but, I I, I mean, I, I'll watch literally the last hole of the Masters if it's a swing off. That's no, about just, That's about as much Masters as I okay, watch. Okay,
2: but just pretending, like,
1: coming from... No, a, I didn't say a, it's not Masters. That's like being I, I, like, oh the World Cup. No, it's uh it's baseball correct. season. I I would say that, because the World Cup's
2: dumb. No, and no, it's one of the biggest sport it is the biggest sporting event
1: in the world, so you can't disrespect it like that. I will give you it's master season, literally the week the weekend of the Masters. Once okay. it's that weekend, it's master season. Okay, Otherwise, but it's a
2: bigger event than the Stanley Cup. It's a bigger event than the Kentucky Derby. It's a bigger event. Nobody than says the, Kentucky Derby season. Nobody says that. Like, like, it's Derby season? Yeah. It's absolutely... Like, that's the biggest event of that week. Who we sits at home like, and is like... That's what you say. Like, it's I like, what's going on this free weekend? Free Kentucky it's Kentucky the Derby. Season. It's not... It's <laughs> not... Oh, it's uh the NFL draft in three weeks. Actually, wait. Is the Kentucky Derby really happening on the same day as the
1: um, draft
2: this year? Listen, the draft that's is hilarious. much more... Draft guys. season doesn't happen until after the derby on April 29th. So well,
3: you didn't, take a, you didn't have a Masters take today. You had a draft take. So Yeah. Yes, I like football more than I like the Masters. But guess what? I'm
2: not going to disrespect the Masters and say that it's not Masters season. Because it is. It's Masters
3: season right now. It's not the season. It's not Masters season. Masters, it's masters the week. It's I'll give masters, you masters week. I'll give you four days of the Masters. Yes, four days.
2: No, it's Masters Week right now. Like, that's the biggest event going on right now.
1: That's funny because our entire show has been talking about the things outside. Yes, of the- Trey, we are all football fans here. Twitter, I go on Twitter, I scroll.
2: Trey, I, Trey, who do you follow on Twitter? Go to the trending page. Who do you follow I bet, I
1: on bet, Twitter? I bet NFL Draft Twitter is popping off more than Masters Twitter. It's just
2: hilarious that you're like, like, when I look at my Twitter, Adam Schefter is tweeting about the NFL. Or when I look at Tom Brady's tweet, he's not talking
3: about the Masters. I'm seeing more about right. baseball than I am the Masters currently. Okay, that's All just right, based off or, the people wait. that you follow. I would personally rather watch the seventh round of the NFL draft than the first three days of the Masters. I'm just Gingo. saying
2: 16.5 million viewers are the Masters. No, 18.3 million viewers. 0.2 million viewers are... Less than the NBA Finals, one million less viewers than the NCAA Final Four. Like, so
0: what you're is saying is, what you're saying so is, bad. golf is better than the NBA.
1: 2 so Tucker, players. who are you rooting for in the Masters? Justin Speed? No,
2: <laughs> no, I think it was Jordan Speed, but no, of course I'm rooting for my guy Brooks Kapka. How
1: can you not root for Koepka? He's a, just a dude. I like, I want Bubba Watson to win. Is he in it?
0: He won one. So he can be. I like his
1: name, Bubba. All He's right. He's um, Other topics? Do we have other topics?
3: Well, I'll talk about the Masters. Baseball. Oh,
1: okay. go ahead. Yeah, I can talk about talk about the Masters.
3: Uh, Brooks Kepka, FSU alum, love him. Uh, hope he does great. I think uh Jordan Spieth wins by seven strokes. That's my prediction. Negative. Seven uh, strokes. Do you guys know what the most viewed sporting event in the world is?
1: The Super Bowl. Don't
2: care. The
0: Talladega te- no, no. 500.
1: Uh, no, Daytona no, five hundred no, no.
0: The uh, NFL, wait, wait, wait. What is it? Cricket in India. No,
1: Cricket. that's Damn number it. three. Ooh, that's up there. Grand Prix FX Racing. Those they race those fast cars. Formula One. That's the one. Oh, still no. Number wait, one. You haven't even picked number
0: the two The Super yet, Bowl which is the World Cup. What is it? Number one is Tour de France.
2: Watch that. 3.5 billion people, apparently.
0: That's just a lie. That can't be that's,
2: true. That's, that's the big number big that
3: it says here. On. Big cycling. It's because it's, it's on like everywhere in the world, and if you flip the channel to it once, it counts as a view.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's like five weeks long.
2: I didn't know <laughs> 3.5 billion people had access to cable, if I'm being honest. Different, Opening that.
0: different days. There's 25 days of it.
2: All right.
1: Oh, that is true. That could pump up the numbers a lot. Baseball. Opening day. Baseball is happening. We are playing baseball now. Um I almost had my ways to take the Orioles be a wild card team, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um so let's look at it from a Red Sox and Yankees perspective. Obviously Red Sox off to an extremely slow start. They are tied currently, I believe. I nope, have they're losing so they're losing. Did they
0: lose? They're losing. Four eleven um, to um, three. I'm sorry, four to three in one. the eleventh.
1: That's on brand. So, um, Sox couldn't get any offense, and then they couldn't get pitching. And it's gonna be a long year. It's gonna be a long time, I think, for the Red Sox are good again. Um, so Tucker and Dylan, let me get your take on the Sox first series of the season plus.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean. I'm definitely not looking at the Celtics as making a title run this year.
0: The Celtics?
2: Red Sox, Jesus Christ, I can't say anything right today, huh? No. But um, I still think that this is going to be a beneficial year for the Red Sox because the Red Sox are understanding what they need to do is rebuild the farm system to build a future for this team, and that's what it seems like they're concentrating on as of right now. I don't think this is a team that should be in win now mode. This should be a team that should be building for the future. So I'm excited to see what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they got some big contracts coming up. They got Sale. They got Bogarts. They got, um, Martinez. I think there's one other one. But, um, Dylan, the baseball guy, what do you like from the Sox? What do you not like from the Sox that you've seen thus far?
0: Um, they're terrible, so you have a lineup that you can, if you can name, if you can name three guys on the lineup, but no more, uh, that's a bad lineup, so. Bogarts,
2: Martinez, I mean, yeah, Bogarts, Martinez, Vasquez, nailed it.
0: Yeah, if, can you do one more?
2: Devers, uh, Hernandez. Devers, uh, what's his name, the ice
1: horse? Verdugo. Chavis isn't on uh, the starting lineup. Dolphin. Chavis
0: isn't on the team. <laughs>
1: he's in in triple ha
0: yeah so Uh, the 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 point is is that you have a lot of guys that you've never heard of and some guys that are like you're you're looking at them like oh yeah this guy's played before like he's played eight seasons not eight good seasons but he's played eight seasons and those are the guys that you're putting out every day um not great uh pitching staff subpar um and our bullpen is eh. This team is bottom tier team in the league. They're gonna be for a while, like Tucker said. Um, the goal needs to be rebuilding the the farm system. Except you know you do that with time. You don't do that with like m- you can make a trade. Um, the only guys they can trade are Devers and Bogarts, and I really wouldn't be surprised if we trade them away at the end of the season or mid season. I think anybody's on the block. It doesn't even matter. Um, oh, team's going to be this bad for this long. It, uh, the only guy is, that is worthy of holding on to, I think, is Bogarts. Everybody else can go.
1: Yeah, I agree. Oh, J.D.'s been popping. <laughs> no, JD, J.D.'s going to
0: J.D.'s on course. his last third of his career. You get rid of uh, him if you can. But
2: also, Bogarts is signed through, like,
1: 2026. You guys, He's an option, right? He's an option.
0: That's what I mean. He's the only one that's worth keeping.
1: But he has some sort of option. He's like he can opt out at the end of the year. I think
0: anybody can so, trade anybody yeah. at any time, though. So,
1: um,
0: so I would yeah. hang
1: on to Bogarts and Devers are the two guys I would probably try to hang on to. I
0: don't even think you like I, I've watched Devers over the over the years. He's good. He's not great. He's he's a yeah. he's not a good fielder. He's not no, a good not, average a guy. Shooter. He's not even a good home run guy. He just hits the gaps and if you can get somebody for him to rebuild this team because again they're going to be terrible i might have a to take next next week about it um so yeah devers can go Bowman can stay
1: cameron the yankees starting off not, not great uh, uh, not, but better uh, 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 uh,
2: are
1: you celebrating uh, this i wouldn't get too excited uh, we're did not. Th- in the, we're number one in the AL East. What do you mean? Are you? As of tonight, are you? Yeah, yeah we beat. You're, the, you're in a three-way tie. And
2: yeah, number one, <laughs> best, best. You're best run in a three-way th- tie for the AL East lead. Best and you've one. only played home games.
3: Best run differential. Yeah, their two teams have let them away go. games. Can't best take run on the Yankees. All right. First of all, best run differential. Third. We've won three of our last four. That's pretty – or, I don't know what it is. I think three of our last – yeah, three of our last four. Um, doesn't sound as good. No, I'm actually excited for the season. Um, week one, or opening day, I actually watched the end of it. Um, pretty upset to lose opening day, but I, I see a lot of promise in this team. The, the biggest issue, is just seems to be always the issue, is getting the bats moving, and when – some person can't hit. It means everyone else can't hit. And then when one person's on, the rest of the team's on, which is really annoying. Um, that's pretty. Yeah, sure. Red Sox
2: tie it up in the 11th. The runner on second rule is the dumbest rule in sports. Sorry.
3: It is very stupid. I don't have much on the Yankees. It's early. I'm I'm excited for for the future. Um, and shout out to the Reds. That is awesome say the Reds look really good this year yeah i'm i i am
1: i almost had another take too that was like the reds are gonna win the world series castellanos just going scorched earth on everyone was sick but since we're all in the same division here and you know in football obviously cam's in a different conference but since we're all in the same division who's winning the al east this year i want predictions i'm gonna go the easier route i'm saying the Rays. i think the Rays are, 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 are a good team and they're gonna win the division but uh it's going to come down to probably the Rays and the Yanks, but I think the Yanks have some holes, and uh, I think the Rays are going to gonna win the division. Tucker? Yeah, uh, I will
2: also say the Rays because I'll never say the Yankees, and I don't believe in the Red Sox.
1: Dylan?
0: Um, this is a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go Rays Sick. as well uh, because – like Trey said, it's going to be raised Yankees. I think the Yankees have too many weird things going on over there. Garrett Cole's a cheater. They're going to catch him. Uh, <laughs> they got that stupid field, and it always bites them in the ass somehow. Someone they hits can't a, grow beard. Someone hits a rinky-dink-dong. Yeah, they they can't be men and grow facial hair. They can't
1: grow playoff beard.
0: So, I don't know. The Yankees are just weird. I'm going to say they're going to lose games just because they're
3: weird.
1: Camera. The Yankees are going to win the AL East. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Anybody, anybody got anything else on baseball? Any other teams to watch? Obviously the Reds, like Cam said, are an exciting team. San uh, Diego.
0: I'm ready. I'm ready for them. the Mets to finally make the World Series again after 2015.
1: Are they got, good. I thought they were like a mess. They
0: got Francisco Lindor for eight thousand billion dollars, but they yeah, have him. I did him. see that. Um. The sleeper team... Dodgers look good. Dodgers have been picked to win again.
1: Yeah. Phillies? <laughs> Phillies look good so far?
0: Right? Phillies. Phillies are bad.
1: All right. Um, let's move on to List Guys. Uh, let's start wrapping up the show. List Guys this week brought to you by Cam Abderald. Favorite cartoons. Uh, this can be adult cartoons. This can be childhood cartoons. As long but as it's animated, all TV shows, all television shows, correct, Tucker. Thank you. Um, all television shows. Let's reverse order from what we did last week. Um, so I think last week was me, it was Cam, me, Tucker, Dylan, or Dylan, Tucker.
2: Great. I don't know, somewhere like that.
1: Tucker, Dylan. Uh, so Dylan, Tucker, me, Cam. Dylan lead it off. Do you have your list ready?
0: Um, I'll figure it out. I got the bottom one and the top two, so I got to fill in the middle. Um, right. number five classic classic TV show been around a long time this will be Scooby Doo <laughs> Scooby Doo ro- rolling in number five for me
1: yeah Scooby Doo was I think six for me uh, just missed out on my list um, I love Scooby Doo the classic Scooby Doo I like the, the 60s Scooby Doo I don't really like the newfangled ones no I
0: like I like uh the sixties up until like when we were kids, you know, like when we were like ten or they
1: do have a banging theme song. Let's do Scooby Doo. Come in after you. Nah, nah, nah,
2: nah.
0: Yeah. Let's do Scooby Doo. I used good. I used to go to the movie store, like to Blockbuster, and get the same exact movie. I used to get Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, and I would watch it every week.
1: Mm it they had they play baseball it,
0: it was baseball it was uh video games they, they wore lab coats it's literally me
1: <laughs> all right scooby-doo number five for dell that i'm not feeling bad about my list all right tucker i uh, also have scooby-doo no
0: way
2: <laughs> That serious i have my list pulled up right here yeah i also have scooby-doo It's just one of those that I felt guilty if I didn't have Scooby-Doo on my list. It's just one of those shows that you need to have there. I mean, it's an iconic show. Up until I mean, everything from What's New Scooby-Doo yeah the 60s one, then What's New Scooby-Doo like, I still remember the Harlem Globetrotters episode to this day. Like there's I can remember like six or seven episodes that I watched when I was six years old that I still like
1: fully remember all right um crap i was gonna pull an audible um i'm not going to um number five is gonna be south park for me um south park is pretty funny i mean i there's some episodes that i can watch over and over and over i don't love a lot of episodes but there are some that are so iconic to me and that I've watched a million times. The World of Warcraft episode, the Game of Thrones episodes, Imagination Land. Um, this is just a show you can throw on and veg out to and get a lot of laughs. And it's also like one of the most like culturally important shows, I'd say, of the last like 20 years. Like the the way they do it is incredible. Every week they they sit down and they plan an episode. Um I think South Park's probably coming to an end soon with the kind of new PC culture and everything like that. They can't really get away with as much. But, man, are there's some funny episodes, some funny seasons. Um, so I'm going to go South Park number five. Cam? South Park came in at number six for
3: me. Uh, it would have been higher, but I actually haven't watched it like consistently. I've probably only seen like 20 episodes. Uh, Scooby-Doo, nowhere to be seen on my list, I it's a fine show, I guess. Number five for me is uh, *Fairly Odd Parents*. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched growing up a lot. Um, it almost didn't make the list strictly because I I always hated Timmy Turner's voice, but I loved the concept <laughs> of the show, and I love um, Doug Dome, probably one of my favorite, <laughs> you know, characters. Doug Dimmadome or the Um They threw Adam West in there. It seems to be in a lot of things. Uh, Crimson Chin, a lot of iconic characters in that show and just something I would always watch as a kid. Really hot parents number five.
0: Shout out to Ben Herrick, that's his favorite show.
3: <laughs>
1: I didn't know that. That's a good didn't one. Canada either. Didn't make my list, but uh solid solid definitely a solid cartoon. Uh Dill, what do you got? Number four.
0: Hmm. Number four for me. Ah <sighs> shit. I can't think of a three, so I'm going with with I, uh, um, I'm gonna go with. Sh- I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Jimmy Nutrin, boy genius. Oh. a classic show: Carl Weezer, Sheen, Escavez, I don't know his name. Is that right? That sounds Eskavez. right. That sounds right. Um, Goddard. goddard great you know he's a robot dog what's better than that um i don't know there's just something about that show makes me laugh like like uh some shows you you go back as an adult and it makes you laugh and you remember like being a kid and being like oh that's funny for this joke like i go i've seen some jimmy neutron episodes lately or not lately like maybe a couple years ago and you I get more jokes now in it that I didn't get when I was a kid, and I haven't experienced that in many other cartoons. So I was like, Jimmy Nutron deserves four.
1: Actually, yeah. All right. Uh, Never mind. It's Tucker's turn. Go. Uh, Yeah. I just want Jimmy Neutron.
2: The one thing that weird... I didn't like the animation in Jimmy Neutron as much as other shows. Like...
3: It was was a little too 3D. um,
2: Switch from... The Timmy Turner, Jimmy Neutron combined episode where they switch worlds. The Timmy Turner characters look so dumb. Because I just, I just think it's because I didn't like the animation. I think that's the only thing that left it off my list was the animation in that. But um my number four, I got to go with Looney Tunes. That's like the classic for me. Like, I feel like that's the number one classic show. Watched a lot of it when I was a kid. That was like my sick day. Hell yeah. I'm watching Looney Tunes. Like it defined my childhood. Some of the best. I mean, you can't beat Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. They're iconic. When you think of cartoons, you think of Bugs Bunny. So yeah, they're definitely taking it for me.
1: Um. All right. I didn't watch a lot of Looney Tunes. Never really got in, Never really thought it was that funny. Um. But I actually was inspired by Dylan. I. I had to make an audible here and put Jimmy Neutron at number four for me too. That was probably my favorite Cartoon Network. Uh, I mean, uh, Nickel. Outside of another like show, that was probably the most I watched as a child. Jimmy Neutron. Um, recently, I got into a Jimmy Neutron kick. Watched some old episodes on the internet. Um, great storylines, great great plot lines, great characters. Uh, very much a lot of meme potential with Carl Rees- Carl Weezer. Um, so Jimmy Neutron. Uh, I love the episode where they have the play and they have like a laser sword fight. I love the episode where the McDonald's comes to life and tries to murder them. Also, great movie, Jimmy Neutron. Um, remember going to see it like very, one of my earliest memories was going to see that movie. So I'm also putting Jimmy Neutron at my number four. Cam?
3: I also have Jimmy Neutron at number four. No audibles needed. Um, I, for one, loved the animation. I thought it was different than everything else. Um, felt a little more, you know, grown up. It had the 3D aspect to it. And then um, my favorite character, everyone's talking about Carl Weezer. Mine, easily Jimmy's dad. Um, yeah, you you, exactly. do love yeah. you. <laughs> you do love you. Jim, 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 Jim's son? That's, that's, and once I sat, I was That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. Um, anyway, no, easy, easy number four pick. Uh, another one that I, I loved growing up, I probably watched Fairly Odd Parents more, but when I watched Jimmy Neutron, I liked it more. So I'm going Jimmy. Jim. Jimmy, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was like the Super Bowl as a child. It, it really was.
0: I'm the I same thing. Going, Sorry. I, I'm the same I thing. I remember going Ooh.
1: to <laughs> Arizona Pizza that night of Jimmy Timmy Power Hour just specifically so I could watch it on TV while we ate. Yeah. It. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same exact thing with you, with you Cam. I definitely watched more. Um, Timmy, term, fairly oddparents, but see, I can't even get the name right because I didn't really. So I, didn't like more, I, like. I didn't like it as much. I didn't like it as much. I like Jimmy Neutron more.
1: Cam, have you seen the Jimmy uh, Neutron Happily Family Hour YouTube video?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Send the link. Yeah, we I will. Uh, okay, Dell, number three.
0: Number three. There's absolutely no freaking way in hell any of you guys have this on your list. I'm okay. going. Straight out of left field, VeggieTales, number three. So when I was a kid, I watched exclusively VeggieTales. And based on Pond, you know, cartoons watched in my life, it probably is deserving of a number three in that order. So I'm going VeggieTales, Larry the Cucumber, Bob the Tomato, Archibald Asparagus, Junior Asparagus, jimmy and jerry the gourds nothing's better than a little veggie tales on a sunday morning right before church all right so go out and watch some veggie tales Tucker. number three
1: yeah no i hate that one can, can i get um, any response
0: about veggie tales
1: none my number three is I me, let, let, wait let, i will say veggie tales i watched in my christian preschool that's the only time i ever watched it and i wasn't into it i watched at,
0: it at home if they're hilarious
1: I think I I think my grandma might have had it on VHS for me to watch. I
0: I had them all.
1: Uh, Tucker, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Uh, my number three. I think I'm almost certain I'm gonna be the only one with this on the list. It's Clone Wars. One of the most well done cartoons I've seen. I mean, it was just. I mean, it's really cool when a cartoon also embeds with other things that you watch. So I started watching Clone. Like I watched as a kid and then rewatched it later on, and it was just so well done, and, like, it honestly fixed a lot of problems in Star Wars, which was really cool, like, in between episodes two and three, like, there was a huge gap missed, and this basically filled it in and gave us all this stuff, and, like, even when I watch Star Wars shows today, like, there is uh, stuff from Clone Wars in it, so it's really cool to see that kind of stuff, so I put... Uh, Clone Wars at three on my list.
1: Yeah, Clone Wars is one I wanna get around to watching. I've tried to watch a few episodes and I just can't get hooked into it, but I have yeah, kept up with a lot of I have kept up with a lot of the lore from it. Like I've watched a lot of like wrap up videos, like summary videos, just to keep up with Star Wars lore and it seems like a great show. But all right, number three for me is gonna be one that hasn't been mentioned yet and I'm, I'm wondering if it's gonna be li- higher on anyone's list or maybe got forgotten about. It's Pokemon. Uh growing up, Pokemon was my jam, I have specific memories of watching Pokemon eating go in Cape Cod. That was, like, my go-to vacation thing. Just veg out in Cape Cod and eat go and watch Pokemon. Uh, great video games go along with it. Um, you know, you got an awesome uh, theme song. Uh, my first introduction to anime, which has come, exploded recently, I guess. Now, now, like, anime is a big part of, like, a, lot, a big part of culture on it, online, but um, Pokemon, ask Uh and if you haven't seen Black Man Loves Pokemon, uh, YouTube that. because great video. <laughs>
0: I um, love Pokemon. <laughs>
1: um, and, yeah, I mean, Pikachu, iconic. Charizard's my favorite Pokemon. Um, you know, great, great show. It's on Netflix, too, the first season. So I would suggest go watch it. I watched it this summer. But,
3: all right, um, Cam. Uh, I don't have Pokemon never watched it. However, speaking of anime, I did watch yu gi oh I used to be a big Yu-Gi-Oh! card Me player, too. and I actually the only time I ever watched the show was at Tucker McNinch's house, or should I say Connor McInch's house, when I had to sleep over there one time. Fun fact. Uh, I bet you don't remember that, but I do. still do you remember uh, your Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> birthday party? I got the I got pictures. Exactly
2: electric.
1: The car- I don't remember the cartoon being that good. I don't remember anything about the cartoon. That was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh! card. I remember dragging my, like, 60-year-old grandfather to the movies
3: to watch the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie. Oh, yeah. He was not (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: pleased. Sorry, speaking – sorry, and I'll go on my turn.
3: Uh, Number three for me, I don't think anyone else is going to be – have this on their list. I'm going Rick and Morty. Um, This is – this would probably be higher, honestly, if they had more seasons. This is a show that I – did not think I would like. Started watching a sophomore year of college. Um, didn't think I would like it at all. All my friends were into it. I was like, whatever. I'll give it a chance. This show is awesome. It oh, is great like conspiracy based, like scientific. Doesn't make sense, but like if it happened, that'd be a really cool type show. There's always like a point to everything, and then every episode is not connected, but like some are, and there's some stuff behind it. I can't really explain it. It's kind of a show for like. Weird, like, stoner kind of vibes, but I love it, personally. Um, easy number three for me. Can't wait for them to come out with more seasons.
1: Cam, I dropped this off my list for Jimmy Neutron. Um, it was originally cool. in my number four cool. spot. I dropped it. Um, great, great show. Love it. Um, I guess I just couldn't put it behind because it doesn't bring me as much childhood joy as Jimmy Neutron brought. And when Dylan brought that up, I had to change it. But solid, solid number three. Dylan,
0: number two. I haven't watched Rick and Morty, but I feel like I would want to. It's you been like kind it. of on my list of you, things to you watch. You would like it. Very um,
1: chemist vibes.
0: <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, what was Tucker's Clone Wars? Clone Wars. What was yours? Pokemon. Pokemon, right, Pokemon. So um, I never watched Pokemon either, really, but I did watch Yu-Gi-Oh! a little bit. Um, but, like, over... Like, the winter, I got an app where you can, like, just watch all of, like, a bunch of anime stuff, and Yu-Gi-Oh! was on it. Um, and I watched, like, the first season and a half, and I was like, it's really not that bad. I kind of got into it a little bit, and then I stopped, but... Um, I might, was
1: too dumb as a child.
0: Might, might like pick it. it up a little bit more. Um, it's not that bad. Um, my number two, we're getting into the realm of, I think, everybody has the same one and two. I'm going Family Guy number two. Um, great show funny as hell watched plenty of episodes been on the air since like 1999 got cancelled came back got cancelled came back can't get cancelled again everybody knows you can only get cancelled twice Um, so I don't know Peter Griffin Seth MacFarlane he's an absolute legend Um, I'm sure we can talk more about it my favorite character is Stewie far and above
2: so
1: Tucker you might uh, wander off the, the Dylan's take of these are going to be the top two. What's your number two? Well,
2: no, my number two is Family Guy. Uh, Family I think
1: this Guy might, this is, crazy.
2: is one of my, I mean, it's just the go-to show when I'm in my, like, when I'm like, oh, what do I watch? What do I watch? Can't think. Just turn on Family Guy. You're guaranteed to laugh. It's just good television always. And it's just, like, mindless fun, you know? It's just it's one of those shows that will just never not be
1: funny. Um, yep. Number two for me, Family Guy. Uh, this is crazy. This might be consensus. Um, but Family Guy, um, I don't like it now. I haven't watched a new season in a long time, but it hit me at the right time, man. When I was in middle school and I first started watching it, some of the funniest stuff ever Um, I used to actually sit down with my mom and like, that was our binding, our bonding when I was in like middle and high school, we'd sit down on like Tuesday nights and it'd be on TBS and we'd watch it for an hour. Um, literally I remember flying to look at the university of Florida and the night before Brian Griffin had died, um, in it. And I was actually distraught. Um, huge, huge, huge show. Uh, very sculpted my
3: humor. Uh, Cam, you're number two. (laughs) Yeah, we got, we got a consensus here. Family Guy's number two. It was a close number one for me, um, but I didn't start watching it until, like, probably middle school. Um, and, yeah, like what everyone else said. I like the older episodes better, but I actually have been keeping up. I'm pretty sure I've watched everyone in the new season, too. So it's a show I've been watching forever. Um, yeah, good humor. Always, always on point. They they really can't miss. They're keeping up with with everything. I like it. Dexter's not a cartoon. Dexter's laboratory, you dummy. Uh, okay. Number one.
1: This should be an easy one. Dylan.
0: This is. I mean, I don't even have to say it. Um. Oh. Hello.
3: I need it.
0: What just happened? Am I back? I'm back. I entered, body, I, I entered. Never diff- left. I entered a different call. It looked like. Um, this is too easy. It's SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. I literally can quote most of the episodes, <laughs> through the whole thing. Ex- up in, up in, up up until 2006, 2007. Um, after that, the show kind of turns to garbage, honestly. Um, but uh, like if you rattle off the names of the the title of the episode i will give you a synopsis of each of that episode and i will be correct that's uh, how much tucker, i know actually, this show
1: i think we should skip you here because i think you're the only one that's gonna that's marry fine. so i'm gonna go yep number one spongebob easy pick if you don't pick it you're a moron <clears throat> tucker um so
0: literally every Dylan character is I, fantastic Dylan
1: and i have quoted spongebob to each other like more than two humans Probably like more than probably early man interacted. Dylan and I have had conversations where we just straight up quote Spongebob. Funniest show ever. That's embarrassing. Molded us into human beings. Molded this generation. Memes aplenty. Just classic comedy. Dylan's right. The show sucks now. It's sucked for about 10 years now. But these these are classic Spongebob's, man. You can't beat them. I I legitimately, when I turn on the TV and I scroll past Nickelodeon and it says Spongebob Squarepants and and an older episode is on, I will stop what I'm doing and I'll watch. Um, Spongebob movie, classic. Um, The new one's not so good, but the old one, classic. Um, So Spongebob is an easy number one, the most influential cartoon of all time, best cartoon of all time. Cam, you're number one. Cameron, did we lose Cam? Uh-oh. Uh SpongeBob.
3: Can you hear me okay? I was lagging yep, me a little bit. Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah, SpongeBob is number 1. I honestly could not imagine not watching SpongeBob. It must have been a horrible childhood. Um I think probably twice a week. Something of SpongeBob is is just today, actually. I reference SpongeBob. So, I couldn't imagine growing up without it and I'd say twice a week. There's a reference to Spongebob in my life that I'm thankful to understand. Memes galore, like Trey said. Quality content. Um, easy number one pick.
0: Yeah, we, we were hanging out with Pat over the weekend. He goes, tartar sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tucker, you are ba- you are
2: going off the beaten path. Uh, yes, yeah, Spongebob's television for stupid people. That's fine. Uh, my dad told me that I wasn't allowed to watch it growing up because he could – physically see me getting dumber while watching it, which yeah, SpongeBob is the dumbest people show on television, but that's beside the point. Uh, my number one, definitely off the beaten path, not a common pick. Avatar, the last airbender, absolute wow. fire show. Just watched it through for the first time. Like last year, uh, that legend, the Korra had to watch it again. It was so good. Was such a good show huge fan of it it's like one of those things where like you can watch it at 12 and it's awesome and you can watch it at 23 and it's just as awesome like i can promise you like yeah you'll like spongebob now for nostalgia's sake it's not any good it's funny as hell it's 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 six the old ones are hysterical it's six-year-old humor
0: no it's not no it's not it's 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 me i am spongebob it's my humor
2: well, I'm sorry for you then but yeah so I'm going with uh Avatar The Last Airbender
0: now I watched um, Avatar <laughs>
2: Papa.
0: I watched yep, Ava- yep. I watched Avatar as a kid um I never didn't make it through it all because I grew up and stopped watching it um so <laughs> but uh That I tried to, it was on Netflix, I tried to watch it, I watched like a a season, I was like, I just can't get into it, but people love it, so, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's bad, I think it's a, it's probably like a well-created drama, like, cartoon, kind of like Clone Wars, um, but it just doesn't kick it for me.
1: Never really watched it, me, I've seen a few episodes, didn't get into it as a kid, thought it was too out there, um, so, never really watched it, but. I can oh. see why you picked it. It's beloved. I'll say that it's beloved. I understand. Okay, let's quickly, because we've taken up a lot of time on this movie. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, who watched it? I watched it. I watched it. No, if I, I didn't remember. watch it, but I've seen, uh, I wrote a kind of a report on it, so I can chime in. Okay. Um, I actually liked this movie. Uh, I was surprised. I thought I was going to hate it. I liked it. It was weird. <laughs> it was really, definitely weird, but it was interesting with the, with the two... Um, two different kind of storylines going on about you know the real life storyline and then the crazy fairy tale storyline um i appreciated them taking like classic like ideas like fairies and fawns and making them kind of creepy and new and um the fawn i tell you what from the start didn't trust him turns out he was an all right guy but from the start i said don't trust that fawn he's messed up also the original princess moana so disney should uh, be sued by Guillermo del Toro um was really surprised to see po- Princess Moana in a movie from 20- 2006. But um, I really like this movie. Um, the subtitles were tough at, at points, but, you know, uh, I, I have gotten around to not having problems with subtitles. So I'm, I was honestly very surprised. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6-2. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I watched it. Um, I understand, like, she was kind of, like, mystical... Like whether it is actually real or not, type of a a thing. I I, I thought that was interesting because she's like she's in like, a stressful situation. Is, is it real? It, it, at the end, it kind of seems like it's real, but maybe is it? Is it not? Um, I wish they delved deeper into like the freaky and creepiness. I, I could not care less about the war going on. I like. I, I thought had, it was cool. I had I had absolutely zero interest in uh, Mercedes and the bad like J- captain guy. Like I did. I all I wanted to know was like what other creatures are down there in the well thing. Like that's all. I, like I wish they spent more time on that. The grape scene is stupid. Um,
1: yeah, that that, the, I hate it. Th- like, that I hate it. Like
0: that that single scene is dropping my score like 3 points because he
1: said five times don't eat anything don't eat anything but it's
0: it, it's like i understand if she like would but they didn't make it seem like she was enticed she just like was like i'm just going to do it anyway that's what it seemed like it was like i don't know it seemed like they didn't like play into the temptation there she just kind of like walked past everything was like oh i'm not interested oh look now I want to eat a grape and I'm going to swap a fairy away and then I'm going to eat one. I was like, what is going on? Um, I needed more freaky. It wasn't freaky enough. I liked it enough, but not great. I will give it a six on the nose.
1: Rookie score. Cam, uh, you wrote a paper on it. You want to touch on it?
3: Uh, I can touch on it for hours, but we don't have enough time. Um, from what I remember, it's it's like you said, Trey. It's kind of two storylines going on at once: the real life war going on, you know, real stuffs happening, and then it's the girl who's living in an imaginary fairy tale world. Um, and I kind of like that compare and contrast. And actually, writing a paper on it kind of made me appreciate the movie better, um, which it kind of tends to with a lot Let's of movies. Red
2: Sox win walk off. Walk off, J.D. Martinez.
0: Trade him.
3: <laughs> cam go ahead anyway yeah i think i think writing on writing on movies actually helps you appreciate it a little bit more and dive into deeper um so i will give it a little bit of a higher score not by much i'm gonna go six nine nice um that's, nice. that's fine
1: all righty pan's labyrinth my turn so watching this movie reading the subtitles gave me inspiration who's seen parasite
0: Yes. No. Yes. I don't go. think so. Is
1: that said Have you two seen it? Have you two seen it?
3: I don't think so.
0: What's so good? Give it's me. so good. We're watching Parasite.
1: I'm excited to um, watch it. it What's it about? Came out of nowhere at the Oscars. We oh right. People
3: were going crazy. Why is this Korean movie winning Best Picture? Sweet. I watched it. I thought I was going to hate it.
1: One of the one of the, one of the better movies. I say I've seen in the past five years. This, so this Parasite might be, for
3: for for scores.
1: I think this might this. be up there. Um, you just got to get over the subtitles. It's not hard. We're all in oh, this, so again. I um, thought I was done. No, nope, we're watching Parasite. You picked the subtitles. Well,
0: man. at least I can understand a little bit of Spanish. I ain't gonna understand you, a lick of this.
1: You won't even remember that it's subtitled. It's such a good plot. It Big facts. So good. Like by the end of the movie, I didn't even realize.
0: Maybe it I'll just subtitle. read the script or something. You can do that
1: too, but it won't be as good. So Parasite. That's our <laughs> show. <laughs> that's episode 66 Figure out on socials long episode tonight but uh we will hit you up next week next week, next week with us peace clear oh, yeah.
0: yeah.